Hi, gorgeous. This is episode number 48. Hi, this is Lisa Woodruff. You're listening to Heart Cells Podcast with Christine Schlonsky. Enjoy. I am very, very thrilled to drive in with Lisa Woodruff and how tidying it up is going to help me and obviously you to create more profits. But first, I just wanted to say thank you to Janine FQ, who rated Heart Cells podcast on iTunes. And she says, mindset makes the difference. Great show about creating a business with heart. If you think it, you can achieve it. And Christine shows you how to use your heart and mind to find success. I listen again. Well, thank you so, so much for this amazing review. I really appreciate it. If you are listening and you thinking about giving a review, hop on over to iTunes and do so. Otherwise, I am inviting you to join the Empowerment Notes. That is my weekly newsletter where you get all the wonderful updates on the podcast as well as amazing free empowerment content to take your business to the next level. You find the sign-up page at christineschlonsky.com as well as all the podcast episodes with the show notes, the transcript, the resources, everything you need to keep thriving. So let's dive in into the episode with Lisa Woodruff. First, I'm going to give you a little overview about her amazing services and knowledge. She is the founder of Organize 365, the creator of the 100-day home organization program, the Sunday Basket Workshop, and the Sunday Basket Workshop Paper Organization Certification Program. She also is an Amazon best-selling author with the book The Mindset of Organization, Take back your house one face at a time and how H-A-D-H-D affects home organization. Lisa shares her belief that organization is not a skill that you are born with. It is a skill that is developed over time and changes with each season of life. Lisa has helped thousands of women reclaim their homes and finally get organized with her focus on functional organizing, encouragement, and humor through her weekly podcast, Organize 365. I'm so excited that she is here today. Well, I am so excited to have you on, Lisa. Uh, welcome to Heart Sells Podcast. Thank you, Christine. I'm looking forward to talking to you and meeting your audience. Yes, I am so excited because we have this special topic today. So it's the first time for Heart Sales Podcast. Since I believe that sales is holistic, being clear in whatever you do, not just in your mind, but also in your environment to have more productivity, to, you know, find your stuff, you mm -hmm. are the go-to expert. And I'm so, super excited to have that conversation. So what did you see so far if you put sales together with organizing? Do you have any insights you can share with us? 
Yes. So I started in direct sales, which is, you know, like Tupperware, Mary Kay, any of those home party companies right out of college. So right out of college, I was a teacher by trade. That was my profession. But I also joined a direct sales company because I wanted to be able to have an income and stay home with my children. And I was very organized. I was an organized teacher. I was organized in direct sales. I was able to keep all the balls going until I had that second baby. And then it all came crashing down. And my friends were actually very happy. They were like, yay, she broke. Um, but <laughs> <Wow>. nice friends. <laughs> I know. They're like, how does she keep adding all these things? But eventually, you know, you, you run out of hands to juggle. But what I noticed specifically at that time in my 20s in direct sales was that I was more profitable and I was more productive than 90% of the people I knew in direct sales because I could juggle the business of direct sales, my children, my house, and everything. I, I have a lot of extra energy, so that was part of it. Like, I, I do sleep seven, eight hours a night, but when I'm awake, I'm moving and I'm productive. I don't need this recharging time that some people have, but I was able to create organizational even just checklists in my professional, in my direct sales business that other people didn't have that allowed me to sell more at my workshops, to book more workshops, to actually book less more workshops and make more money because I had a great follow-up system with my customers. And this was in the 90s. Like I would mail a physical newsletter four times a year, but I would not just mail a physical newsletter. I would call every single customer every single time. So I had about two wow. to 300 customers and I would call every single one four times a year and I didn't get them all on the phone, but because I had these systems in place, my sales were higher, my loyalty was higher, my downline were actually productive and made money because I taught them my systems. And I learned in my 20s that if you had a checklist even and a replicatable system, your business could literally be four to five times more profitable in less time than other people making the same money. So I learned real early on that the organization and duplicity of your systems could really impact your bottom line. Wow, I love that. And I'm sure the audience loves this as well because, you know, so often, um, well, you know, you have days where, you, where you're the heartless chicken, right? You try to yes. get everything <laughs> together, <Yes>. but <laughs> sometimes it's just not working. You know, you start with a good intention, maybe you even have a plan, you have like a to-do list or something. Yeah. Um, so for somebody who is not really aware of that huge impact that organizing mm -hmm. can make to their business, what is a good way for them to start like, or even get their head around putting in the extra effort to create a system right. to then help their business to grow? Yes, I think especially, I know you have a lot of entrepreneurs listening. I know you have a lot of women listening. And specifically for female entrepreneurs, we tend to grow our businesses in the nooks and crannies, especially if we have children. Like we were taught like do nap time, do bedtime, do any nook and cranny. And I did that for a long time. Or maybe you'll hire a uh, mother's helper one day a week and that really helps you as well. But we get in this nook and cranny mentality to where we are every five to 15 minutes trying to check something off of our to-do list. And if we can get any productive time, we check something off our to-do list in our business. And what I think is really hoping holding females back more than anything are your household responsibilities and jobs at home. And we don't take the time to systematize, delete, or delegate the household responsibilities, which are way easier to delegate 
we're always trying to, how do we hire a virtual VA in the Philippines or something? No, like get a house cleaner. <laughs> Step one, eliminate eight hours of work for 60 to $80 a week, maybe $100. Way cheaper than a VA. And anybody can clean your kitchen floors and toilets. Like this is not a, a skill that you have to teach them how to do. You just have to free up the money. So yeah. outsource some of those household tasks. And we don't realize, we, we prioritize our time and money differently when we're thinking about our business than we're thinking about our house. And we think because we can do it and it's free if we do it, it's not free if you do it. If you could eliminate some of those household tasks, even laundry, like for one solid year, I took all of my laundry to the dry cleaner. Do you know they do underwear? Like they do everything. They don't dry clean it. Like they put it in a washing machine. Um, but it was so freeing for me because the mental, the mental of knowing that your toilets are dirty and the laundry needs to be moved and the dishes aren't done and you ran out of milk, that mental is wearing on you when you're trying to focus on your business. Mm. So I think if you take some time even on a Sunday afternoon, take one hour, think about what you're going to do the next week. What can you start delegating or deleting? Can you stop going in the grocery store and order everything online? The first time you do that, it's really hard because you wake up Saturday morning to go to the grocery store and you realize that if you're going to place the order online, you can't pick it up till Saturday night or Sunday and you're literally out of milk. So you've you're, it, there is a learning curve and there is an awkward time in implementing these systems, but household delegation and deletion systems will gain you, can gain you 15 to 20 hours a week. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And I, I think I'm pretty good at this, like the delegating or just, mm -hmm. you know, not doing the dishes right <laughs> at that moment. Mm -hmm. um, I think I trained myself pretty well, but also when, when I heard you speaking, um, I got the impulse, like sometimes when you're stuck in your business, because you're thinking about an idea, you can't maybe make up your mind, which direction mm -hmm. you go. And then, you know, these household tasks, they're so lovely. They yes. Something yes. to do. Like you have like a real excuse not to work on your business. Mm -hmm. That's just when I, when I heard you talking, that was yep. like, yeah, but you know, what about the excuse? Well, let me just run to the store real quick. <laughs> right. Because I have to get whatever it is. But sometimes when you run to the store, like so around 2.30 mm -hmm. in the afternoon, I will kind of hit my ceiling. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go get onion rings. Culver's onion rings in the United States, they're super salty and hot. Like, but it takes me about 25, 30 minutes round trip to get onion rings. Uh -huh. But at 2.30 when I do that, I actually listen to a podcast there and back or I marinate on my day and I actually get great ideas. So I'm not saying that you have to outsource every single thing in your house and become a robot, but we have... So there's a, a research institute called the Pew Research Institute who has statistically proven we have 28 hours a week of household tasks, not including children. <clears throat> so people without children in the United States have 28 hours of household-related tasks, cooking, cleaning, lawn care, vehicle maintenance, grocery shopping, adds up to 28 hours. And it divides right now 18 hours for women, 10 hours for men. Do you really want to spend 18 hours a week, ladies, doing laundry and grocery shopping? Like, can we get that down to five? So it's a real, it's a real big time saver when you look at everything you're actually doing. Yeah. Well, I definitely love the advice. And, you know, if you need an excuse sometimes to, you know, get clear on an idea. And obviously I love the advice that, you know, listen to podcasts, hard yeah. sales podcasts. Yes. 
but um, yeah, that's, that's really great. So because when we have a business, we usually have a special gift that we can share with the world that pays so much more than yep. you know, doing the dishes or cleaning the bathroom. Um, what, what other things could women be aware of that you know, they might just do automatically? Um, hmm, automatically. I, I think that we, you know, productivity comes from habits and habits get developed over time. And really we live much more of our life on default than we think we do. And if you were to track your time for the next two days, every 15 minutes, have your alarm go off and write down what you've been doing. I think you'd be surprised how you spend your time. One of the things I love to do, I love Instagram, but I don't follow very many people, but I love it. I love doing Insta stories. I watch Insta stories. And so every couple of hours, I'll go on Insta stories just to see if the people I'm following have added one. And so one of the things I started doing was, well, Lisa, if you're going to check it that often, then you should add that many Insta stories. Like if you're looking to see if the people you followed are updating, are you recording a new one? And so then just even that thought is every time I go, I haven't done it as much yet. Like I record mine in the morning and then maybe one in the afternoon, but usually not. I usually record Insta stories once a day, but I look at them five times a day. But now when I pick up the phone, I think, do I want to record an Insta story? Because I definitely want to see one. And I'm, I'm deciding if I want to add that in my day. Another thing is um, I don't exercise. My mouth and my brain are exercised at a marathon level. My physical body, we're close to sloth here because I'm always in front of the computer. So I'm like, I would like, you know, like when I wear dresses at my convention and stuff, I like my arms to look a little bit better. So I'm trying to do 20 push-ups a day. I know it's not a lot, but it's, I couldn't do one two months ago. Let me just tell you that. Yeah, I was just I'm, going to say, you are so much further along <laughs> that road. <laughs> They're hard. Oh my gosh. And I'm still doing them on my knees, but I don't have a time in my day to do them and I don't want to do them. So now I love hot baths. Every time I turn on my hot bath at night, I just drop and do 20. And then I finish taking my hot bath. So my hot bath is my reward. It's not costing me any time. I kind of snuck it in there. I do a lot of task stacking. So create a habit that's already working, add in something new in there, and then you slowly change your day that way. That's amazing. Yeah, I've heard about task stacking and I, I kind of got the idea. So can we go a little bit deeper in that? Like, yes. Is it like when I brush my teeth, I yes. do something at the same time that I haven't done before? <laughs> Yes. So, and I found that, you know, like I used to get into super stacking. I'd have like 12, four, it's too many, like five things at one time. There are things that you do every single day. People call them morning, after, morning and evening routines. I think the afternoon, after school, after work routine is the most important one. And people usually don't talk about that. And I actually have two morning routines. None of them look like anything in those books. <laughs> I told you I'm a sloth. Well, now I'm so, curious. <laughs> they're like normal morning routines. Like I get up, I shower, I wash my hair, I do my hair, I do my makeup, I make my coffee. That's, I mean, that's my morning routine. Then I've added a second morning routine. And the second morning routine is I record my Insta story, I let the dog out, I wash the dishes. Things that I wasn't doing that I wanted to do every single day consistently, I created a list of those three things that I'm going to work up to five. Drink a glass of water is another one. And I actually have them on these index cards. You guys don't see it, but I'm, I'm showing Christine my index cards to remind me of my new uh, routine that I do that one as a second morning routine. My afternoon routine now 
is when I'm done working at the end of the day, I used to work literally till the second my husband was physically inside the house. <laughs> now I try to stop five minutes before I know that's going to happen. Look at my calendar for tomorrow, write out my schedule, double check my email, physically turn off my computer. That's my after work routine. So these little routines where you could take a couple of things and stack them together, they then become little mini habits. Like for example, for your household routine, you may do a bunch of different household tasks, but maybe you create a household stacking habit. And mine is this. I go in the kitchen and I turn on the hot water. Then I go in the laundry room and I start the laundry. Then I go back in the kitchen and I fill up this bucket with hot water and I put all the dishes in there so that they're soaking. Then if the dishwasher needs to be emptied, I empty the dishwasher. By then, most of the uh, grime on the dishes are loosened and I finish washing the dishes put those in the dishwasher, set the timer on my phone for the um, laundry, and then wipe down the kitchen counter. That whole routine takes me about 15 minutes. But when I don't do it in that order, it takes me 25 to 30 minutes. Wow. So if I'm going to straighten up the downstairs, if I do it in that order, because I have optimized that system, I now know I have 15 minutes. Okay. I can wash the dishes, empty the dishwasher, and start a load of laundry if I do it in that order. So productivity is all about time hacking and creating stacked routines that work for you. Yeah, I do like the outsourcing idea better, I have to admit. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. Earn more, outsource it. <laughs> yeah, awesome. So um, what, well, you already mentioned um, earlier on that it really made a big difference to your bottom line being so organized and mm -hmm. having checklists. Mm -hmm. So there are a lot of solopreneurs uh, listening uh, as well, or like small um, company owners and you know how it works. You just do something and then you hope that everything works out and there might not be um, a routine to it. Right. So how can they deal with their, you know, organizing their, their business maybe in a better way? Because when, I look at my PC right now. I started to declutter. I started to, yep. you know, put away, uh, create folders and create a system. But then also it's so easy and fast for just something just to put it. it on the desktop. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden, you know, your desktop was clean. There was just this one folder. And now it's like all over the place again. Do you have any recommendations? Because I know it takes, it's easy in the moment to just throw it on the desktop. Right. But it's not creating a good and healthy system that I can come back to at a later point. And I just would guess that a lot of entrepreneurs have this issue yes. and I'm hopefully not the only one on the planet. You are not. So all the way back to, you know, the late nineties when I was with my direct sellers and I'm a teacher by trade. So I literally created a system for them to run their business and I color-coded it, and everyone on my team did everything the same way, kind of like you would as an employer with employees. Well, fast forward, you know, 25 years later, now here we are. I've created these things called Friday Workboxes, and it's this box that sits on your desk, and it has these different colored folders in it, and I've literally created playbooks and workshop trainings to organize your business for, we have um, seven different ones now. We have real estate agents, entrepreneurs, corporations, um, homeschool teachers, 
direct sales, and I'm missing one, professional organizers. And basically we take four colors of slash pockets and we divide your business into the workflow cycle. Usually you're good at two, maybe three of those, but not all four. And so you don't do the fourth piece. So the flow of every single one is leads to customers, to your team and personal development, to finances and administrative tasks. And all of those have a color and they go in the box. But the beauty of the box is, especially for entrepreneurs, 80% of our box are new ideas that we want to do. Yeah. People you want to interview on the podcast, Christine, or new ep solo episodes that you want to do, or you want to record an outro, or you, you know, whatever it is, like we have all of these ideas, right? So I take index cards and I write all of my ideas down, right? As we were getting ready to record this interview, Christine asked me to do something. I literally wrote it on a post-it note and stuck it on my computer. She watched me do it so that I would do it at the end of this interview and not forget because especially as entrepreneurs, we're on to the next thing. Like as soon as I'm done with this, I'm on to the next thing. I've got another meeting. I've got another idea. I've got to save the world, you know. So we have all of these ideas and I just drop them in this box and I literally print out my emails. So for this interview, you sent me things to do. I printed out that email and it's in this box. And then every Friday at two o'clock, I empty out the box. I go through the whole thing. I sift through my ideas. 50% end up in the trash, but some of the other ones are really good. And then I decide, okay, of all these great possibilities that I have, what are the things I'm going to do next week? I can only really accomplish three big things. What are the three big things? Everything else can wait until next week inside of this box. And then I have a home version too called the Sunday Basket for all your household actionable ideas and to-dos. Yeah, yeah, awesome. Uh, yeah, I'd love to go deeper, especially because you mentioned that there's one um, folder for leads. Yes. So, and I know that so many entrepreneurs do have some strange feelings in regards to sales, in regards to creating. Yes. Yes. And I would love to go deeper on that one in the next episode. Let's do it. Because you did bring an amazing gift for us. Um, I did. Yes. And I'm really excited. So can you, can you explain? Yes. So one of the things I find is that we get held back in organizing our business because things fall apart at home. And if you can get your home completely organized and running on its own, then you can not only bring your physical self to your business, but you can bring your mental self to your business, especially for ladies, knowing that everything's taken care of at home. I don't need to be there. So I have a program called the 100 Day Home Organization Program, and I would love to give you a free week. And the week is organizing your laundry room, number one, because no one's going to undo it because who wants to go in there? And number two, if you have all clean underwear, you could do a lot of fun things, right? So if you just go to organize365.com slash try 100, you could try a week free. Oh, that's, that's pretty cool. I'm really excited about that. And, and also, you know, I noticed that when I organize my stuff. Like at the beginning of the year, I clean out my bookshelf, you know, and I put everything in order and it really felt better. But I also felt that there was a shift in energy mm -hmm. and it definitely a hundred percent. Yeah. You agree. Okay. Oh yes. I, I think that it kind of calls like if everything is an order, it calls in more of the things you want, you desire because you have more space. Does that make sense? Right. Well, you know, I'm sure you've 
you've seen the um, show where the, the monkey has his hands through the bars and he's holding onto the bananas, yeah. but if he just left the bananas go, he could be free kind of thing. Like if you're holding on so tightly to all of these things from the past, like your, your books from university and your old, old businesses and, and other things, you're not only holding on to the ideas, but you're also holding on to some things that maybe didn't work. Or like in my case, um, when we couldn't have children and we were going to adopt, like letting go of some of those baby items meant that I was never going to be pregnant. I mean, that's a process. Letting go of stuff is a process. Like you brought it into your house for a reason. So you have to physically process letting go of it, whether it was a bad purchase decision or you overbought. And with that comes like, dang, I spent money I shouldn't have spent or time I shouldn't have spent. And you have to forgive yourself and let go of that. And as you do that, you physically get more space. So you feel lighter, but also emotionally and mentally you have more space. And if you have more mental and emotional space, then you have that to pour into your family, to pour into your business, to pour into your self-development. You just have more more availability for what's next. Mm, I love that. That's such a beautiful finish of this episode. And I'm so excited to continue the interview with you. Thank you so much for being here, Lisa. Thank you. Wow, I already know now that I'm doing some things quite right to increase my profits. So that feels really, really good. I hope you are on the same journey that you already have had the opportunity to, you know, minimize work that does not produce the results uh, for you that you really truly desire, that you were able to maybe outsource the one or the other task and that you can truly focus on what brings in the revenue and also kind of balance that with what brings yourself the energy to enjoy what you are doing, to enjoy life. And I think Lisa is a really good example. She's, she is so full of energy. And it's um, just fun to have her on the show. So I hope you enjoyed. Hop on over to christineschlansky.com for the show notes, the transcript, and um, all the resources we talked about, as well as all the social links so you can connect with Lisa. It's only one click away. And you find the podcast, including all this information, at christineschlansky.com. Make sure you're tuning in for the next episode. I am super excited to have you. Thank you so much for listening and have a wonderful day wherever you are in this beautiful world. Bye for now.